Some years ago, a priest friend of mine, he was gathered with a pretty good-sized group of his parishioners, and he asked them, what were the themes, the subjects of the homilies that they were listening to throughout the year in the parish? What he was really wondering was, was the things he was saying, were they connecting? Now, he thought, he talked all the time about, you have to put Jesus number one in your life. He has to be number one. He thought he talked about that all the time. That wasn't on the list at any spot of all the themes that they mentioned. It never made the list. So either of two things are going on. Either he's not a very good preacher, and he's just not getting across that whatever he was trying to say, or people really didn't want to hear that. So they never, they never heard it. You know, we live in a society today, and I'm, gonna, I'm including myself in this, because I, I could, could, it could all happen to us. We could start to tend towards this. I think people in society today, they live with the motto, they would never say it, or never even reflect on this. But the actions and the behavior is a motto that says, I am the master of my life, and God is my genie. And no one would ever say that. Because, you know, I hear people sometimes say, well, I believe in Jesus, but I don't think you have to go to Mass on Sunday. And I'm thinking to myself, did Jesus really tell them that? Because he says just the opposite in the Gospel of John, chapter 6. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life within you. I, think that, I don't think they heard that from Jesus. I think they just decided, this is what I'm going to do. I'm the master of my life, and God is my genie. Because when something goes wrong, it's almost like we're rubbing the, the lamp. Lord, come help me. I know you love everybody, so you've you got to fix this, what I'm going through right now. And as I said, no one's going to say that. Because you know what? If you said it, it almost it sounds blasphemous. I am the master of my life and God is my genie. There's so many things wrong with that whole way of life, or that whole thinking. I am not the master of my life. I am, we are not in control. That's a big illusion. We think we might be in control, but all of us have addictions, bad habits. Things happen outside of what we can control. I'm not the master of my life, and God is not a genie. So contrast that with St. Matthew, the vision of St. Matthew. The very beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, it's only in Matthew's Gospel, the star on Christmas, and the Magi, he's the only one who talks about it. And they came and they said, where is the newborn king of the Jews? For Matthew, Jesus is the king. It goes all the way through his gospel. People say you could subtitle the gospel of Matthew as the gospel of the kingdom. Some statistics. Matthew mentions kingdom 54 times in his gospel. Matthew refers to the kingship of Jesus 10 times. And you see the parts along the way. There's the, there's the preparation for the king. St. John the Baptist 
A voice crying in the wilderness, making straight the way of the Lord. That's what you would do when the king came. You made everything ready. And then the king's announcement at the baptism from the clouds, the father speaks, this is my beloved son in whom my favor rests. Listen to him. The king is announced. And then we see the king's sacrifice. For the sake of the many, he gives up his life. The king's victory on Easter morning, when they come to the tomb, the angels are there. He's not here. He's risen. And today in this gospel, we see the glory of the king. Because it starts out, Jesus starts the story. The king will be seated on the throne. And all the nations of the world will be gathered before him. So all the way through Matthew, this great image of the king. And what kind of a king is he? He's a king who cares. He cares about people who very few other people care about. When I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was a stranger, what did you do? We're called to follow this king. Let me give you an example. When I was at the seminary, when I taught there, let's say this is the chapel back here. Out in front of the chapel was a a statue of St. Vincent de Paul. St. Vincent de Paul is the great saint, especially for the poor. And in this statue, right 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 here, is a man who's begging. And St. Vincent is reaching down to this man. Now, when I first saw this statue, I didn't like it. Because here's St. Vincent standing up here. Here's the man in trouble down by his knees. It's almost like, it looked to me like, oh, you poor thing. It was like pity. Let me help you out. Until I noticed something that the artist did. This especially in the days when we used to have manners. St. Vincent de Paul's hat is in his hand. You ever heard of that phrase? My hat is in my hand. It meant a great sign of respect, a sign of humility. So as St. Vincent's here, he took his hat off for this man. And the way the statue was formed, it forms like a steeple going right to heaven. Because what's happening here is way we get to heaven. So one night after supper, it was right about this time of the year. So it was getting dark about quarter to six. It was twilight. And there was a beautiful full moon coming up the horizon. And I was like, oh, wow. So now I don't take good pictures. When we used to have film, I would bring them to Walgreens. I'd get them back and there'd be this slip of paper inside. How to take good pictures. (laughs) I'm paying for this. Anyway, I ran ran to my room and got my tripod and my little camera. And I went behind the statue, and there's the moon coming up. And I was trying to figure out how to take a picture with the statue and the moon. And there was a, as as Vincent was reaching down, there was this space right here. I thought, maybe it would look cool if I put the, the moon is right in that little crook. Well, when the moon got there, I said, that doesn't look good. So the moon kept going up. And then what happened, I couldn't, I didn't plan. 
The moon went right behind, not the saint, but the man down below as a halo. And I thought, wow, that's different. That's cool. And I took the picture. Then I went back to my room and I looked up St. Vincent de Paul. I said, I wonder if he's ever said anything about this. I couldn't believe. Here's what I found. Love sees only God and nothing else but God in each of those whom we love. It was exactly this scene. Love sees only God and nothing else but God in each of those whom we love. St. Vincent de Paul was saying he was seeing God in that man. That's how we're called to follow the king. It's exactly what Jesus says in the gospel. Whenever you feed someone, give someone a drink, whenever you help the stranger, an immigrant, refugee, you're helping me. Let's pray for the grace that Jesus will always be number one in our life. And he will always be our king. Amen. A special note. Since this recording in 2017, I've tried to locate again the quote I found the night of the full moon and have been unable to do so. These words, though, from St. Vincent de Paul are found in many places, and they are also so apropos. Go to the poor. You will find God. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing it with someone you know. God bless you.